Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful day. <laughs> and uh, what is day? Friday? My mind went blank on me for a second there. Day is Friday, and I'm sure everybody's happy that the weekend is here and upon us once more. And uh, as I say, there's not more days uh, in the weekend. I wish we had a longer weekend and a shorter work week, and uh, that would be a very awesome thing. But uh, apparently, if you live in California, you can. Go into stores and steal as much as you want to, and the thing they can do about it, they stand there and just look at you. In fact, the worst you get is a misdemeanor. I get a paper ticket and to show up to court. So ain't that something? I had a guy on Dr. Phil yesterday says that where he shoplifts and sells his stuff to uh, individuals, he makes a quarter of a million dollars a year by stealing. Isn't that a horrible and terrible thing that somebody that people have no moral standards and it is indicative of our moral decay in our world and our society so don't know how i even got off on that tangent i apologize but anyway uh let's see who was watching this morning got miss amy oaks turner karen smith rusty poss uh, tracy little darlene barker brandy boyd young so appreciate you all tuning in uh and watching this morning and glad you can we can get be how can i put it Glad we can all come together and worship this morning. There we go. We'll get it out. All right. Let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God for that wonderful pledge we get to say each morning. And Rusty, I saw your little comment. That's okay. It's all right. I'll give you that one. You know, sometimes it's, you just have to uh, heed uh, to God's word. It says, argue not with a fool that you become like him yourself. So uh, I won't uh, even bother responding to your comment. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, my gosh, guys. You know, I always do a little political rant slash commentary um, in the, before we do the devotions, after we do our Pledge of Allegiance to bring uh, attention to things that I think should be addressed. And uh, like I said, I've had uh, negative remarks to me doing that, and, uh, and I've had positive people, but I think it, things need to be called out. And uh, just like this uh, black guy that mowed down all these people on this parade and said he's upset because people are calling him a monster. He is a monster. The man killed a bunch of people running through there. Uh, and here he, he, he even admitted he's a racist. But do you hear anything? No. But Rittenhouse, who defended himself from those who would kill him, they what do they do? They come, uh, Biden, all of them coming out against him, how horrible, terrible, white supremacists, all this stuff. Here we got a black guy who Clinton's, who admitted that he's a racist, killing people. Don't hear two words about that. Don't condemn him. But if it's a white guy, boy, well, yeah, we're automatically evil. And I tell you something else that's evil, and that made me just want to throw up this morning right before I started the devotions. Uh, no, I wasn't looking at Rusty's pic profile picture. I mean, that would make you throw up too. But uh, <laughs> but it is uh, Botox commercial comes on, and it's disgusting, slimy, nasty looking homosexual on there, and talking about how much he loved his husband. 
It's Botox commercial. Oh my gosh. It just, it, it made you want to, I mean, he looked demonic. I'll just be honest with you. He just looked demonic. It made my skin crawl. It's just disgusting and nauseating. It's just getting, I tell you, the perversion in this, in this world of trying to normalize this alternative lifestyle is just, I'll tell you guys, I'm just sick of it. I know you all are too. I'm just absolutely sick of it. And I don't know what it's going to take. And uh, good morning, Jennifer Honeycutt, Mike Hensley. But I, uh, I mean, I, I tell you guys, it's just, uh, it's no wonder uh, our kids are so screwed up with all the uh, things that uh, the world pushes out there and tries to normalize. It's just uh, repulsive by no stretch of the imagination. Well, let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning. We're looking at Romans 10, 10. Now, I'm going to go, now I'll go ahead and bring the slide up. And I'm going to go, if you've got your Bibles and want to read along with me, I'm in Romans 10, and, but uh, I'm going to start with verse 9. And um, then I'm going to read to, um, verse 11, I think it is. So let's go ahead and look at that this morning. And Romans chapter 10, starting with the ninth verse, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. All right. Now, as me, Pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. You know, I, uh, uh, Brandy and I, we've talked uh, about uh, going, I guess, was it Asheville, somewhere where you can go uh, tubing, you know, you uh, go float down the river. I guess they you park somewhere and they drive you up and then you float back down to your car or something like that. It looks like a lot of fun. I've seen several people on facebook that does that and uh but you know as much fun as that looks like you know just uh, casually floating down the water like that or nullachucky whatever it'd be my luck because it's just the way it works that uh everybody else be floating in the direction they're supposed to go but i would be the one individual that would go float right past the sign that says danger strong rapids <laughs> and i'd be the one that would be going off the you know like you see in uh, the movies where they're, they're on that all that rough water and all of a sudden here's a big huge waterfall they fall down that would be my luck I, you know <laughs> probably the only waterfall around and and within 100 mile radius and i would find it that's just just the way it goes you know back like like back in in high school I always told everybody i said i don't know what it is about me but if somebody's looking for a fight in a 100 mile radius they will find me and it's true they said it's weird uh, we back. That's back when you could cruise the the Rhone Center down there, where AMC Theaters at in Johnson City. We was cruising around there, and uh, this guy gets out and he blocks the car, and gets out with nunchucks and starts screaming and cussing at me. And everybody's looking at me, and I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. I don't even know this guy. And um, and uh, and so we're all trying to figure out what to do. And by the time the police showed up and said he'd actually done it to several people that evening and uh but for whatever reason he saw me and i was the one he wanted to hit you know it's weird uh, a lot of people look at me and just feel like that's who they want to hit <laughs> so <laughs> it shouldn't be that uncommon but the point is i was trying to make uh, before i got off on that of, of my series of bad luck <laughs> it's that uh you know our life sometimes can be like uh, uh floating down a river you can have that moments of calm and peace, but there are those times where you may hit those rapids and everything's in chaos and in confusion and you're just trying to figure out what in the world's going on and uh, trying to get back on the right track and back to where you need to be uh, in uh, in terms of uh, where you're at spiritually with the Lord. Because when you get away from the Lord, and that's not to say 
that every bad thing is because you've gotten away from the Lord. That's not, you know, of course, we know we live in a fallen world, and the closer we walk with God, the more the old devil's going to attack. So we know that. But uh, so I'm just saying that there are those in the world who think that uh, every bad thing is, is, is because of something they've done or they have sinned. That's not how it works. But there are those rough patches that we may go through in life that without God, we'd never survive. We'd go off the, off the uh, proverbial waterfall uh, into the depth and, uh, and lose ourselves. But for those who uh, know God, know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, we realize that this is something that we can bank on. He is the anchor in the storm. We know that he's the one that will uh, help us to endure and to persevere no matter how rough the waters may be. And, you know, when we look at this scripture here, we now understand that if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, that, you know, by looking at this, that we need, we hopefully you recognize that you are lost and that you are wrong and that you're in need of a Savior. You recognize that. And when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, that's what we're seeing here, that if you confess with your mouth, if you understand these things, if you believe, as we see here in verse, um, let me go back over here to verse Nine, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You understand that atoning sacrifice that Christ, that Christ did on the cross, that he rose again on the third day. But here's the thing. It's not a sprinkling of magic words that's going to get you into heaven. You know, you can kind of like the old uh, Pee Wee Herman episodes where he had the genie pop up and he'd say, Mikaliki hi, Mikahani ho, and, you know, and he would talk to the genie. I think some people think that, that you see these magic words, you're in like Flynn, you go live like the rest of the world until your time to go, until uh, your time to die. And uh, what a uh, sad and gloom outlook for those individuals. They just want to make sure they're, their ticket is punched. And then you have those out there who give an outward appearance of salvation, and uh, it's only lip service. You know, you look at the Apostle Paul. He was the Pharisee of the Pharisees. He was a very intelligent man. He followed the very letter of the law. See, that was the problem. They all had a head knowledge, and including, uh, of course, that was Saul before became Paul. I'll make that clear. When he was Saul, he had that head knowledge. And he, th he thought that was going to attain his, his way into heaven because of the, all the law-keeping he thought he was keeping up with. But it wasn't until truly that Jesus Christ touched his heart, touched, opened his eyes, that he understood what being saved really meant. It's not about law-keeping. Yes, we want to keep those uh, things that in obedience to God once we become saved, but we don't follow those things to earn our way into heaven, we do it out of our love for Jesus Christ because we want to please him. And that's a bad thing that you have a lot of people outwardly, you think, boy, they're a, a big Christian, may have never even made a profession of faith, may have never uh, accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, but on appearance, you think, wow, they're some of the holiest people I ever met, and they, they think we further from the truth. And so, you know, we, that's one thing I was talking about yesterday, that we need to make sure that this world realizes those in it, that they are lost and that they are in need of a Savior. And that for those of us who are saved, that we need to go beyond lip service but put our words into action and get out there and witness and tell others about Christ. Understanding where our courage, where our strength is coming from, where that anchor in the storm is located at, that it is with God Almighty. And we have to serve Him mightily with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of Christians, once they get saved, they, that's it. They just go back to their jobs and, and, you know, you can't tell no difference between them and the rest of the guys who are telling dirty jokes and cussing, you know, or the women, you know. <laughs> you know I'll say guys, but there's a lot of women out there, some 
pretty nasty mouths too, you know. And uh, uh, and if you're blending in, you're not standing out. You have to ask yourself: Am I giving lip service, or have I truly committed myself to God? Did I recognize that I was lost, that I was in need of a Savior? Understanding what Christ done on the cross, and now you want to live that life, and you want to live a life differently from those who are in the world. And we've got to be that light in this world of darkness. And guys, I'm telling you, it's only getting more and more out of control and more perverse each and every day and just this botox commercial alone proves that i mean nothing else to see how the the degradation of moral standards have have fallen at an all-time low why again because people have taken god out of the home they have uh, taken god out of schools they have taken god out of everything they possibly can and when you strip that away then who's to say what is right and who's to say what is wrong then it becomes relative hey stealing and shoplifting uh, for those in California, eh, well, you know what, that's no big deal, and uh, and just do what they want to. It's a it's a sign of moral decay, and my guy, and my friends, uh, I'm, I'm urging you today that we have to hold ourselves at a higher standard because we are children of God. We have confessed with our mouth. We understand what Jesus Christ has done for us, and as a result, we've got to live that life. You know, it's not. You know, I think a lot of people. Um, think that they're going to get into heaven by their own works and by their own efforts. And you can be as benevolent, sweet, and kind as you want to be. You can be the most generous person ever walked this earth, but until you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you're not getting into heaven. And my friends, we, that's one of the things that we're going to have to work hard at. We're going to have to make sure that we are living the life that we are committed We are because of our convictions of who Jesus Christ is, that we are committed to living that life. And uh, uh, it's not just, like I said, it's not for outward appearance. It's not for show. It's not to put on airs in front of other people, but it's show in humility what we have done and that we are standing apart. That when somebody comes up to tell the dirty joke or start cussing, you walk away. You know, they may say, what's your problem? Say, I don't want to hear that today, you know, and walk away. You know, you may be isolated in your job or at school because of your convictions. See, that's why people don't want to stand up against homosexuality because they know they will be ostracized in a heartbeat if they had a work or school situation and they say they don't agree with homosexuality. Guess what? They're going to be ostracized in a, in a second. And they say, that, well, you're a hate-filled uh, uh, you know, person and a bigot. And, of course, they'll always say, well, I know so-and-so, and they're homosexual, and they're the sweetest people i ever met. I didn't say they couldn't be nice people, but the lifestyle that they have chosen is wrong. If you choose a lifestyle other than what God has, or has said in his word, it is wrong. And I don't care if it's gay, straight, uh, whatever. Uh, if you're doing something as uh, contradictory to the word of God, then you are in the wrong. You are sinning. And so... Um, you know, we've got to recognize that. We, and, you know, I think, too, you know, we're talking about confessing to Jesus Christ. We understand uh, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Realize that once your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life, it cannot be erased. That is, if you've truly meant those words, if you've truly given your life to Jesus Christ, and you mean that wholeheartedly, and you're trying to do the best you can, you're going to fall, you're going to mess up. We all do. We're all sinners saved by grace. But, uh, you know, we're still trying to stay the course. But now if you, confess, you claim you've, you've given your life to Christ, but the fruit you're bearing shows anything but a changed life, that begs to ask, did they really understand it and did they, are they really saved? Because they're, they're not bearing the right fruit. They're not demonstrating a life of change. But see, there are those out there who will say that, uh, that you can lose your salvation. What a horrible thing. What a horrible feeling that would be to think that you can lose your salvation every time you sinned or messed up. I, I, I'm sure, I don't know why I have sinned before my feet hit the ground in the morning. In fact, man, I, you can imagine, you know, I've had people say, 
Well, I, I say that sinner's prayer every time I go to the church or every time you do devotions. And you don't have to do that. Once you've confessed with your mouth and once you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you don't have to keep repeating that, salva- that plan of salvation over and over in your head. It's, it's redundant. It's ridiculous. You don't do that. You know, just kind of like uh, when uh, I was a kid. I was um, I would torment my mother as much as possible. I know it's hard to believe, but uh, I would go up and I'd say, "Hey, hey, 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 hey," and she <laughs> see her getting more and more angry. The more angry she got, the funnier I thought it was. And she's like, "What do you want?" And I'd be like, "I love you." Ha ha! Take off running, you know. <laughs> Just to, you know, I was wondering I wasn't drowned as a kid, but uh, I think she did try one time, as I recall. She did try to drown me, but it is um, that's kind of what to me that was that's kind of the same annoyance it is uh, to God that we keep repeating the same sinner's prayer over and over when we don't have to. We've already confessed with our mouth, we've already accepted Jesus Christ, Lord Savior. Why repeat that over and over and over again? Now that we've confessed that, now we've accepted Jesus Christ, Lord Savior, now it's time to start living it. Now it's time to start putting some legs under it and feet under it and get out there and start doing something about it, staying in the Word, being studying to show ourselves approved, whether it's in the Word or in prayer, that we are doing those things and demonstrating a life of change, that we no longer want the, the things we used to find funny. is not so funny anymore. The things we used to watch, we don't want to watch anymore. The things we used to think and do. You know, I just uh, today I saw where... Um, Poor Richards downtown next to ETSU, they're tearing it down. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of, you know, back when I was going to ETSU, my friends, we hung out there a lot, you know. And, uh, but I had a different mindset. I wasn't trying to live for the Lord then. I'm not saying you people who went to Poor Richards are going to burn in hell. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that uh, I was a different person then. Then the, after I really committed myself to Jesus, I have a different mindset now. That's the point I'm trying to get at is that uh, you know you you mature as a christian hopefully you are maturing that you are growing in the nurture and admonition of the lord that you are striving to have that mind of christ that you want to continue to grow because once you confess your sins to god and you accept jesus in your heart it doesn't stop there we have a goal we have a mission not only to keep our eyes on the prize but to tell as many people as we can about jesus christ in this world and we need to recognize what jesus christ has done for us and, and what he has personally done for you and what he has saved you from and take confidence in that. And, you know, I think that's one reason why a lot of people grow cold in their walk with the Lord because they forget what Christ has done for them and they forget uh, the power of God and what they, he has delivered you from. It's not uncommon for people to be like pigs and go back into the mud or to put themselves back in the jail cell. Uh, you know, it, it is ridiculous. So it's, once you've been rescued, there's no need to go back to that. You know, it is, uh, uh, there's a little quote here I was wanting to read to you this morning. Um, I thought it was very good in regards, particularly this illustration is, is in reference to us and our ability to trust God in all situations. But anyway, is that some people were touring a mint where coins are made. They came to, into the room where cauldrons were filled with molten metal. The tour guide told them if a person were to dip his hand into water and then have someone pour the hot liquid metal over his hand, he would not feel any pain or suffer injury. Then, turning to a couple, he suggested that perhaps they would like to prove their truthfulness of what he had just said. The husband quickly replied, no thanks, I'll just take your word for it. But his wife eagerly said, sure, I'll give it a try. She thrust her hand into the bucket of water and then held it out as molten metal was poured over it. Just as the guide had said, it harmlessly rolled off. Harmlessly rolled off. 
The guy turned to the husband and said, Sir, you claim to believe what I said, but your wife truly believed. And I think that's where we, uh, and the, finally it says, Do you claim to believe that Jesus is the risen Lord, or do you truly believe as evidenced by the fact that in your heart you are trusting in Christ alone to deliver you from God's judgment? Is your faith revealed in a life that is that confesses that Jesus is Lord? If so, then you are right with God and need not fear facing him someday. So, my friends, do you just trust him? Or, like he's talk, talking to this in this illustration here, about said, where he says, Sir, you claim to believe what I said, but your wife truly believed. Do you believe or do you truly believe in the things of Jesus Christ? And if you truly believe, hopefully you're making a heart of change, that you're making a difference in your life and those around you, that you're being a witness, that your very walk and actions and thinking is a testimony to those for the world to see. As you've heard many times, sometimes you're the only Bible some people will ever read. All right, my friends, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Now, Father, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ watching this morning. That you watch over and protect them and keep them safe as they're going out and coming in. Be with our children as they're going to school and work. That you watch over and protect them and their spouses as well. Lord, I want to pray for the family of Marlene Kellner. And uh, Lord, she will be truly missed. She was a very sweet and wonderful lady and a real asset to the church. And Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you will be with this family and give them peace during this difficult time. Lord, I pray that uh, you will also be with the family of Patsy Villani as they're dealing with loss. And Lord, I pray that she will continue to be with Ginger Hood and Kim Bendix. And uh, Lord, I pray that you be Larry and Donna Knight. And uh, Lord, so many that uh, asking for prayer each and every day. Lord, be with us. Lead God to protect us. We meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. My friends, don't forget to uh, come out to the church Sunday morning, 1045 a.m. Dr. Vic Young will be bringing the morning message. And then for those who want to go on the Bernie Green Toy Run, be meeting at Freedom Hall at 1 o'clock. Well, my friends, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.